Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. And uh, we're excited to be back for another podcast, another study in God's Word. Um, hopefully everyone's doing well and um, we're looking forward to a good study tonight. We are going to be talking about the foundation that's right. And so we're going to be studying first off. What's our text, David? Uh, Matthew seven twenty one through 27. Okay, so we're that's our text. Um, so if, if you're not driving or and you're just sitting listening, you can grab your Bible and turn to that. We're going to be reading, reading from there and reading some other scriptures. You're welcome to do that, or we'll read them for you. So uh, as always, we want to uh, go through our regular stuff that we go through, uh, <laughs> inviting you to church. Come worship with us here in Blackfoot, uh, 370 North Schilling, uh, Blackfoot, Idaho, 10 o'clock for class and 11 o'clock for worship. And then we also have a Bible study at 7.30 on Wednesday, every Wednesday evening. Uh, we'd love to have you. Just uh, we, we welcome you with open arms and um, as we strive to worship God. Uh, we'd love to have you. If you're traveling through, look us up. Uh, we're two hours from Yellowstone, and uh, it's coming to the end of the season, Dave. And we did get a few visitors, so that was really nice. We did, yeah. We had some visitors Sunday. And I think a couple weeks in a row, wasn't it? Yeah, so people are getting in their last uh, vacations for the summer. It Before start- the kids have to go back to school. Yeah, there's a, there's a chill in the air, and uh, the season's changing, which, you know, just uh, shows us uh, God's power and beauty and... and uh, and, and we always appreciate that. Uh, it's one great thing about living in the West. We get to see the Northwest. We get to see all seasons. And, uh, That's right. So you just got to figure out how to enjoy them all, and, and we're trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually grateful that I don't like the heat. Right. And uh, so it looks like we're moving away from that, and I'm not going to complain about that too much. <laughs> But until it's dead of winter, then we're like, I don't like the cold either. Yeah, here, here soon we'll be complaining about the extreme cold as well. So we're never happy, but uh, we can certainly see God's power <laughs> in all of it. And it's just a, a beautiful thing. So uh, let's see. And the email's in the link of the podcast. We were talking on Sunday with the, the men here. If you will click the plus sign, I know if you're in our podcast, and you see a plus sign up in the upper right-hand corner on iPhones. I'm not sure what it looks like on Google. Uh, that subscribes you to the podcast. If you click that, um, you'll get a notification when we upload a new episode. And so that way you know when, when you got a new episode to listen to. Um, so be sure to subscribe. And then, and then share us with a friend if, if you think uh, you, you, know, you have a friend that might enjoy uh, listening to our podcast, we would appreciate that. And isn't this episode episode eighty one? This is episode eighty one. So we have a few of them. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, you can listen to all of them if you got you know you broke a leg or something. You got some time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you to break no, a leg, but <laughs> don't break a leg. But you know if you have surgery or something, you can put us on and it'll just keep playing and next one and the next one and the next one. But we do appreciate you listening and uh, we see. A few hits out there um, of people listening, and we appreciate that. And we'll try to do our best to to bring you a, a good Bible study. And if nothing else, Dave and I 
we gain from this. That's right. And enjoy. Uh, we talk, have fun. Yeah, enjoy talking about God's word. But if there is a question, um, be sure and, and let us know. That really, the only way that we can uh, communicate at first is through email. So if you just send us an email, you can give us your phone number. We'll give you a call. You know, talk to you on the phone. Uh, you can FaceTime so easy uh, nowadays, or Zoom call or whatever. There's there's plenty of options that we can commun- communicate with you better than we ever have in the past. So just reach out to us. So I think that's probably I've probably exhausted that enough, Dave. Here, so <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, and start our study from Matthew chapter seven. All righty. So just like what. Chad was talking about here it's starting to change the the weather's starting to change in fact Monday it went from I think Sunday it was a, in the 80s and it dropped down into the a high of 58 for Monday yeah but this is this is kind of what happens in this region we can never we can never depend on warm weather or cold weather you know I mean mm-hmm. every day is a little different and don't ever don't ever just believe what the weatherman says here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They're wrong more than they're right. <laughs> yeah, and and the leaves are starting to turn already. Oh man, I, yeah. I noticed that in the hills there, the 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 leaves are starting to turn yellow. And that's a beautiful time. Yeah, I, I love seeing the the changing of the weather. Mm-hmm. But you know something about the changing of the weather. If you live in a place that actually has four seasons, we change to fit the the season yeah we change our life to fit the season like now you shouldn't leave your house without a jacket just keep a jacket in the car yeah you know if you leave in the morning and it's warm you could have a storm or brewing in the afternoon so always keep a jacket with you during the winter time you know you always make sure that you you don't leave the house without a coat right i guess this this time of year it seems like uh this is the time of year that you'll lose a jacket or a sweatshirt because you're wearing it (laughs) in the morning yeah afternoon gets hot you set it down somewhere and then you never find it again (laughs) you buy so many jackets is that is that just me i'm sure it's happened to some of you no that's why you need to just shop at you know like goodwill or something (laughs) for jackets But anyway, um, how we change to fit the seasons, that's how we need to change our life to fit Christ, right? Like, that's really what we need to do. Mm -hmm. We change our life to fit Christ. But can you imagine how chaotic our life would be, Chad, if if God changed just as often as as the season did? Oh, it'd be rough. Oh, man. Even if he changed once a year or once every 10 years, how chaotic it would be if we cannot depend on his word. And and it just changed. It it updates like every, like our computers update, right? <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of the Department of Transportation, okay? Any, any of you out there that are truckers, it's kind of like they change the rules all the time, okay? Yeah. And how frustrating it is it's like when do we change this rule you know and they don't tell you you're just supposed to know like you're supposed to go looking yeah and know the rule got changed but you didn't know and then you get a ticket for it right um that's that's kind of what we're talking about think god is not that way yeah his word is is ever consistent there's a lot of things in this life that change they change the rules they change whatever whatever it is i, I think of like hunting season regulations <laughs> Yeah. Okay, they change them from year to year, and you you just got to do your best to keep up with the new rules or whatever. Yeah. God's not that way. God's not that way. As it <laughs> says in, 
in Luke 21, 33, it says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. So here's he saying it doesn't matter the the changing of the seasons, the the changing of the culture, all of it's going to change. But his word will remain the same. And how blessed we are to have it always the same and never change. Mm-hmm. And so because of his never changing way for us, all we must do is just go to his word, study it, examine it, and and live by it. I was thinking uh, y'all can probably uh, notice the change in the d- dress, like how people dress and the styles. Yeah. Okay. They're always changing. And one that's back in is for guys is the shorty shorts, like from the 70s and 80s. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The, the kids oh, are man. in the college, on the colleges and different places. The, the boys, the boys is what I'm saying. The boys are wearing the shorty shorts. Man. Like like uh, the 70s basketball players, 70s and 80s basketball players, they had all these really short shorts when they were playing basketball. <laughs> and then it went to like baggy, baggy shorts. You yeah. Know? Nothing. If you see the knee, it's too high. Right, for, for right, guys. right. And, yeah. And even hairstyles. You know, you see, and, and, yeah. and they think that they're the first, you know, the mullets or whatever, they're the first ones that come up with it. It's like no, dude. You it just you're just cycling back to what it used to be. Yeah, but it always changes. Like the style always changes. We see that. Yeah, you know, even in stuff we wear. You know, we're we're wearing different than what we wore when we were a kid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Good point. But God doesn't change. God's word doesn't change. And and it doesn't matter how many times, like you're saying, as time goes on, all these changes occur. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many changes occur; God's word remains the same. Mm-hmm. Because, and and when you think about it, what makes the word of the Lord true is the fact that it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Like when when a uh, I think of a police officer interrogating a suspect. Mm-hmm. How does that cop know when the suspect is lying? Mm-hmm. His story changes. Story changes. Yeah. You know his it. You know, one time he'll say, I wasn't even at the scene. And then mm-hmm. the other time, well, I was at the scene, but I, I didn't see anything. Well, both of those cannot be true. And so that's how the, the police officer is able to detect whether it's true or not, or whether they're lying, you know, because he'll know at least one of those is is a lie. But the Word of God is so pure, it doesn't ever need to change. And that's what makes it true, mm-hmm. because it never changes. And so... um. We are very blessed to have such a wonderful God, to have His Word so pure that it never needs to change. And so, like I said, all we need to do is examine it, and God does expect us to know His Word. He, he expects us to know His Word. As it says in Matthew 7, 21-27, and if you do have your Bible open and you're listening with us, you might want to put a mark here because throughout this text, we're going to keep kind of going back to Matthew 7, 21 through 27. We're going to keep kind of looking back at it. So if you are, if you have your Bible open, please mark it at Matthew 7. And Chad, do you want to read uh, 21 through 27 for me? Sure. <clears throat> Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, 
but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descends, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who's built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Okay, thank you. So, from this passage, we're going to be looking at really what it takes to build your house on the rock. What does it take to build your spiritual foundation upon the rock, upon the foundation? And But the, the first thing that we need to notice is in this context, everyone is going to build a house. Everyone is going to build a house. You know, when I was uh, working, yeah. when I was working in, in Wyoming, I worked on houses, you know, uh, restoration and all that. And I remember walking into this house, and these houses couldn't have been more than like five years old. I mean, they were brand new houses. And I remember walking into the house, and I looked down, and I seen cracks in his foundation. And I was blown away, but do you know why they had cracks in their foundation? It's because the house was built on, on shifting sand. It wasn't built on solid ground. And so, you know, as, as the weather came in, you know, the, the weather in Wyoming can get rather brutal. You know, the, the wind can really blow and howl through, through Wyoming. And uh, then when the rainstorm hits and all that, so within like a year or two, the ground shifted. Mm-hmm. And that's what caused the foundation to crack. Mm-hmm. And as everyone is going to build a house I think in that's the context. A, I think that's a great point. You don't have a choice. You're building the house one way or another. That's right. You're either going to build it on the sand or you're going to build it on the rock. I I think that's a great way to look at it because... We're all given the tools to build it. Okay? Yeah. It's up to you to choose how you're going to build it. That's right. And what we're talking about is spiritual. Okay. Yeah. A spiritual we're, house. We're all given the tools. We, you know, everyone's called. We talked about that. Yep. We talk about that all the time. There's no one who's um, exempt. You know, we talk about the the hundred and forty thousand that people say the chosen people or whatever. Yeah. There's none of that. That's Everyone right. has the same opportunity. That's what we're pointing out here. That's what this is pointing out. Yeah. And everyone, I think that's a great point. That is a very great point because everyone is going to build. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have an option. You don't have an option. You can't say, no, I'm not building one. Yeah. And, and when you try to say that, well, then you're just building on shifting sand anyway. <laughs> it's, it's figurative. It, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we have to keep in mind that this is figurative for us to understand. That's right. It's a figurative thing. You either have a choice of building it on a good foundation. That's right. Or not. Yeah. And But you're not getting out of building it. Yep. And so as going back to the context of Matthew 7, as we are all going to build a house, we need to build it 
to pass the test of time. You know, time is going to prove it out, right? But as we see in 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 14, turn over there with me. That's 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 14. It says, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. So even in this in this context as well, everyone is building a house. You know, and it doesn't matter how you build it, it's gonna be tested by fire. Isn't it interesting how his teachings like this you know in in the parables yeah you know because um they all kind of they're the same as like the parable of the talents that's right you know it's all you get what you put into it kind of a thing yeah and if you're just scared and you just bury your talent yeah it's not going to reproduce well and what's beautiful is the work of the lord entangles itself together back into itself kind of linked together and that's why the a lot one we of just, times... The one we just read about the foundation is real similar. You could you could relate that to the talents because you either have a choice, you know, to go one way or the other. That's right. But with with the parable of, of the talents, they all three had a choice, you know? Yeah. And and same here. We have a choice of how we're going to build that house. Yep. Just, and it's what... You get what you put into it. Kind that's of right. Thing. And, you know, it... it that's why a lot of times, as you'll probably listen to us, if you've listened to all 80 of our podcast mm-hmm. you know, episodes, we talk about almost the same things yeah. o- over and over I know, again. Sometimes I'm like, well, I know we've talked about this. But <laughs> but that's because all the, the work of the Lord ties itself back it into Christ. It does. You know, and, and I really think of, and, and this is going off topic a little bit, but Matthew 22 37 through 40. You guys have noticed that I tend to knock Dave off of topic every <laughs> once in a while, so I apologize it's for It's really that. not hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Matthew 27, uh, starting in verse 37, reading through verse 40, says, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Mm-hmm. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But then notice verse 40, he says, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So everything is built around love. Love for the Lord, love for your your fellow man. And so that's why everything ties back to love. And it ties back to the heart of man. You know, where is your heart at? And so a lot of it really does, like you're pointing out, Chad, a lot of the parables really tie back do. He's to saying themselves. the same thing. He's like, That's "Come right. on, come work with me." You know, yeah. pick up your cross and follow me. You yeah, know? and it, you know, I think of someone that 
maybe procrastinates. We've talked about procrastinating. Yeah. And I think you and I are kind of similar, you know. Uh, what I always say, if you want to clean the house, invite some company over, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, they give you some motivation to get it done. Yeah. But and you clean right before they're supposed to get that's there. That's right. <laughs> and then you wait till like ten minutes before, and you're just running around the house. They get there, you're all sweating. You're like, hey, it's okay, I got the house clean. Yeah. Um. But but the thing is, we can't just wait. Like if you know, with going back to our parable here of of building your house on the sand with a good foundation, you wouldn't want to wait till the last day to just throw your house together. Right. You know, and you can't do that. Especially because you have no idea when that last day is. No, and so you know you can't just just slap it together. I've I've seen some poor craftsmanship before, you know, oh, yeah. uh, on concrete foundations, things like that, where you can just tell that they didn't put a whole lot of effort into it. We don't want to be like that. Yeah, we we have to put some effort into it and care, and put this thing together. You know, figuratively speaking, with love. With love. Yeah. Read the Bible. Study it. You know, learn what the more you read it and the more you go through it, the more you understand and and that's part of building the foundation, you know. So Yeah, it, that's a really good point. It is like and, you know, you talk about houses and, and poorly put together. Yeah. I have because like I said, I used to work on houses. Yeah. And man, you can tell when uh Someone lives in a house and they're a, a DIYer, you know, do it yourselfer. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're just kind of putting it together the best they can because they don't have the the knowledge sure. for that specific thing. You know, it's like, hard to beat a man at his own trade. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> there's just some things I can't do. Right, you know, and yeah, like I shouldn't mix plumbing in with with the construction work. I can probably put a toilet on correctly, mm-hmm. but. I would seek a professional to do the the actual plumbing work, like especially when it comes to to welding the copper together. Oh yeah, you can probably do it. Oh but yeah, dude, it's like I, it leaks on me every time, and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? But there was a time that I couldn't, Dave. Right. I had to learn it. Yeah. you know, and and that's what we're talking about. Like uh, any craftsman has had a mentor, or you know, yeah. Uh, Someone that he worked under, you know, a, a master plumber that he worked under for a few years. Because you're not just going to learn this. You're not going to pick right. it up. You're not going to build the house on the last day if you don't know what you're doing. Well, and you bring out a really good point. You're talking about having a, a mentor. Sure. You know, the same is true in the scripture. It is. You know, when you come to the Bible, you should have a mentor. Mm-hmm. But you should have someone that's not going to lead you astray. That's right. You know, and this is why... As Christians, we help each other, you know, and encourage each other and and study with one another. But this is also why never be afraid to challenge them. Not not to be rude, it's just to make sure that it's true. Like, you know, if if the mentor in the scripture starts talking, well, yeah, but, you know, you you should do this and you should do that. Okay, where does it say that in scripture? Mm Mm-hmm. If they don't have a thus saith the Lord, you know what? Then perhaps he's misleading. Yeah, and if someone comes and says, if you write me a check for $1,000, I'll tell you the plan of salvation. Probably yeah. not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you can get that for free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably not 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 the person you should be studying with. Um, yeah. But but seriously, you know, we can we can tell. The, the main thing is each one of us can can read this with not much comprehension. Right. And understand it. 
That's right. And if you don't, ask questions. That's what we're here for. That's what we're trying to study. That's right. You and I, we learn something every time. Yeah. And and we're always you know, striving to do better. There's a ton that I can do better. And you're the same way. I Absolutely. Know. We all can get better and, and gain. Yeah. And that's all part of the foundation. And having a good foundation and building on it. It's And it's not something that happens overnight. All right. You know, it's not going to happen and, overnight. Yeah. And it's... But you need to pay attention, mm-hmm. and when you pay attention, you'll pick it up. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's a saying in construction, it'll carry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or we also say things like, uh, it's good enough from where I live. I yeah. can't see it from where I live. You <laughs> good know? enough for the girls I go with. And, and it, it's not, we're joking there, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a joke. That's <laughs> it, a joke. It is a joke. If you've if been in construction, construction you'll you've know. heard that one. <laughs> you'll know. But, you know, it's when it comes to the scripture, there, we should have none of that attitude, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, it shouldn't be like, oh, well, God says this here, but <laughs> I don't think he's really serious about it. Yeah. You know, that's not having a solid foundation. No. Having that solid foundation is, okay, the Lord said I can do this. It, it eh, Like we said, it ties right back to the heart. If your heart is right, you're going to say, Lord, where can you say I can do it? Well, and and uh, uh, one that I always like to say, perfect will have to do today, you know. Yeah. Guess what? We're not perfect. If, right. if anyone proclaims to be perfect, there was only one perfect person. That's right. And it was Jesus. And I don't care who you are. You know, Paul called himself chief of sinners. You That's know? right. And, and he, wrote, point. he wrote most of the New Testament. Yep. You know, and he said he was chief of sinners. And the least among the apostles. Yeah, and the least among the apostles. And yeah, and so uh, we've all got work to do. You That's know? right. And and none of us are are perfect. And and w- I think just keeping your nose in the scriptures and studying all the time is going to keep your foundation strong. You know. Yes. And prayer, prayer, and 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 camaraderie with other Christians. You know. Those kinds of things, and that no, that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, challenging that's the whole each point other to do good, yeah, and, and be better. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, get some competition going. That's right, <laughs> because we have to pay careful attention to how and where we build. Mm-hmm. You know, and how how scary would it be if we're sitting here, like we've talked about in the past, we're, we're building our spiritual house and. Uh, all with no foundation, you know, mm-hmm. where it, it's all on the the commandments of men rather than God's word. Mm-hmm. How scary would that be? Because that house will fall. Only the the one that is built upon the rock will stand. Mm-hmm. You know, and Christ is that foundation. He is the only perfect. That's why we follow him. You know, that's why his walk on earth was so important for us. It wasn't just. His death on that cross. Yes, that's a big part. But from his birth on this earth to that point, mm-hmm. all of it was crucial for us. Yeah. He was the only perfect example. If if he didn't walk among us and show us how to live, we would have no perfect and example. Can, can you imagine? I just read the, the end of um, Matthew. And when Jesus was hanging on the cross, it talks about how people walked past and mocked him and said, you know, 
you said you could save your, you know, be, you know, uh, die and, and raise again three days later. Where, where are you now? You can't yeah. do nothing now. And they're mocking him because he's hanging on the cross, you know. How difficult was that for him to turn the cheek? And not only that. Can you imagine? Oh, man. When people are mocking you and you know the what's going to happen and you can't do anything about it. But that also shows the heartlessness of people. Can you imagine watching someone hang on the cross and mock him while he's on the cross? No, I can't even imagine doing that. Like, dude, <laughs> e- even, even a murderer, I can't imagine walking by and mocking him like, you deserve that, you know? Yeah, and man... And yet he's he came and did all this for us. Yeah, you know, and you and you think about just that last look, that last part, and like you and I talked, it's hard to read the last part of Matthew without a without dry crying, eye. Without crying, man. And Whew. when you think about what Jesus went through, just being mocked and falsely accused, and beat, you know, and and all that, why, why? Because he was that perfect foundation. Yeah, you know, he was he was. He was building that spiritually. That's right. And and you know, to, to for us to thumb our nose up at it today, shame on us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just incredible to think about what he went through for us. And yeah, and yet he knew the plan, and he knew he had to stick to it. That's another thing. You know, he could have called ten thousand angels. You know. Yeah. But he knew that wasn't prophesied that wasn't the plan yep he had to stick to the plan and and can you imagine knowing what you were gonna go through knowing the pain and yeah willingly go anyway yeah man i'm not a big fan of pain like i have avoided my entire life the last fight i got into is because my brothers picked it for me (laughs) i would much rather talk myself out of it Oh, yeah. Because, dude, I don't want to be punched. No, goodness no. <laughs> it hurts the face. I yeah. don't know if you know this, but yeah. it hurts the face, and I, I don't feel like well, being hurt. And here's the thing. When Jesus speaks, we better listen because mm-hmm. of what he went through. Yeah. You know, at, even more, listen even more because you know what he did for you. He's, he, You know, and of course, in the Corinthians, this is Paul basically just... Um, teaching here what we just read about the foundation, you know, yeah. in Corinthians. He's telling the Corinthians, um, and, and and Paul's just relaying what Christ, Im- imitate me as I imitate Christ. You That's know? right. And so, anyways. First Corinthians 11, 1 Corinthians 11.1. There you go. Yeah. First Corinthians 11, 1 Corinthians <laughs> 11.1. But, you know, and you, you talked, we should really pay attention to when Christ speaks. In Matthew 7, the context... Christ was speaking there. Yeah, he was. You know, and this is his teaching. That's right. And it's not that we should just listen to Christ's teachings, but he was speaking here. I mean, we should pay attention to what he's saying. And he's using analogies that we can understand. You know, he talks about himself being the chief cornerstone. That's right. You know, and that's what he was. He's the cornerstone, and then we build the foundation. Yeah. And we build upon that cornerstone. Yeah. 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 Very good point. And so, the when you go back to Matthew 7, when you look at verse 24 and 25, Chad, are you over there by chance? Because we can, sure. we can read I'm it there. again. 
Matthew 7, yeah, I got it. Just read verse 24 and 25 to kind of refresh our minds on this. Okay, so it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain descends, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Key point here, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. That's right. And that's, you know, so those who build on the rock, they're called to do two things here. Mm -hmm. And just like you pointed out, hear and do. Yeah, there's a couple things we got to do there. That's right. You must be a doer of the word. And first, of course, you need to read and hear about who the foundation is. Who is the the one who we should, you know, who is the solid rock or the solid ground? As we see in 1 Peter 2, 6 through 8, the chief cornerstone like you were talking about, Chad. Yeah, didn't mean to get ahead here. Nope, you're good. Yeah, I think you were listening to my lesson, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here, Christ is called the chief cornerstone. It says, therefore... It is also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who builds on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. Okay, now what if I told you that that was uh, predicted a thousand or more years ago before this happened? Right. Would you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens in the scripture. Well, right here, Isaiah 28, 16. Yeah. You know, it was predicted that he was going to be rejected. And I think that was really uh, 700 years ago. Okay. 700 years, not ago, 700 years before Christ even came. Okay. Yeah. Predicting that he... They knew that he was going to be rejected, and yet they still rejected him. Yeah. It's kind of like Peter telling Jesus he wasn't going to deny him. Yeah. And then immediately denied him. You know what? Maybe the reason why they didn't recall that he was who was being prophesied mm-hmm. about. In Matthew 15, 8 and 9, mm-hmm. as it says, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. So the 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 Jews had a habit to follow the traditions of their father rather than the commandments of God. Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't catch all these prophecies. Well, but they were. Jesus constantly brings it up. Like Peter does it here. He's like, hey, yo, you guys know. You could just hear him. Hey, guys, Isaiah 28. Well, of course, it wasn't. Back then, it didn't have chapter breaks, chapter and verse breaks. But he's saying, Isaiah said, behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone. That's right. You know? He tells them, and they should know because they. They 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 search the scriptures all yeah. the time. They knew and, who Isaiah was. And what's funny is when Christ said this in Matthew 15, this is also another prophecy. Yeah. Fulfilled. F- fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
that's what's beautiful. Like you, you see the perfection in God, where even He knew that people were going to reject Him, and you know that Jesus, when He's hanging on that cross, and those people are going by mocking Him, He knew He was going to be rejected like that. And here's the scary part: you see His love mm-hmm. because He said, then He forgive. turns to the Father and says, "Forgive them, for forgive they know them, not for they, they know do. not what they do." Yeah. Can you? Can you imagine having that kind of love for someone? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, and, and the ones that are causing this pain to you, forgive mm-hmm. them. And that's the beauty, because if it were me, I'd be like, when I get to heaven, boy, what's your name again? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. You got leprosy coming your way, pal. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, because that's, that's our tendency. It's like, I'm going to get revenge. Jesus yeah. wasn't out for revenge. He was out to save everyone. Yeah. There was no revenge in his body. He knew he was doing it for everyone. Yeah. Everyone. We talk, We just talked about that earlier on. Everyone's called. Everyone has an opportunity. And Jesus did this for everyone. There was no revenge or get back or, you know, partiality. That's right. There was none of that. And this is why we need to strive to be like Christ. He, as He is the foundation. This is... <laughs> This is the attitude we are to have, and, mm-hmm. and we're called to have, mm-hmm. just like the stoning of Stephen in Acts 7. Mm-hmm. Those are his final words, too. Yeah. Forgive them. You know, next time someone cuts you off in traffic, okay, just remember Jesus hanging on that cross. That's right. Forgiving those people that were mocking him. Don't seriously. rear in the guy. <laughs> yeah, don't rear in the guy. But, but seriously, the next time someone does something to you and the, your first reaction is to do something back to them, right here. Yeah. Think of this. Think of Jesus hanging on that cross and just ignoring those people that were coming by mocking him. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. And this is this is after going through so much pain for so long, too. Yeah. As he was brought before the garrison and mocked and humiliated, mm-hmm. spat upon. Mm-hmm. And I cannot imagine being spit on. They put, and not reacting. They put a blanket over his head and then beat him and asked him to prophesy who it was that hit him. Yeah. What's funny is he could have told him too. Oh, yeah, you know. But it wasn't about that. No. <laughs> you but know, just think about all those things, though. It's it's incredible. I know. Anyway, anyway sorry. Just, guys. This is, but this is why he is the chief cornerstone. And that's this right. is why he is the elected one. This is because what. Because no one would show that kind of love for no, you. No, no, no one has that kind of love. No one. Yeah. And Jesus did. And and it's just so impressive. And, you know, we should be humbled by it. This is why we should be ever so humbled before him. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. You know, this is... And as Romans 5, 8 points out, but God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's pointed out to what you just said. Mm -hmm. It was while people were mocking him. Christ was sitting there saying, I'm dying for you, though. Yeah. Yeah. That was his come to me whole reason. He's yeah. like, and you know, he's probably thinking, we would be thinking, huh, I'm going to get back at you. He's thinking, I hope you come to come to yeah, me. I hope you come to me. Yeah. I hope, I hope you uh, have a change of heart and, and I'll forgive your sins. Yeah. But you know, along the same lines, when we go out and try to study with others, mm-hmm. if they reject us, don't get mad at them. No. Pray for them. Yeah, pray for them and just hope that they come to their senses. Yeah, hopefully somebody down the line bring yeah. them to them. 
and bring that, them to the Lord. And that happens sometimes. It, it, it may not happen when we talk to them, but maybe when someone else does, uh, yeah. it, it has a different response. And, of course, then you could get into, you know, the parable of the sower, you know. That's right. Because sometimes the seed falls on the concrete. Yeah. On not soil ground. And and sometimes it's, it's, it lands on fertile ground. Yeah. Uh, Patrick. You mm-hmm. know, Patrick, he was... He was telling me, you know, he's like, throughout my life, he's like, I've been all of these soils. <laughs> you know, the, the four soils talked about, he's like, I've been all of them. No joke. And so, yeah, you know, uh, I call him out because he's the one that, that said it's it. It's true. We're, we're all like I that. I think we've all been in that state That's right. before. And we, we've all been the different kinds of soil. So maybe you come across somebody when they're, you know, they're, they're stony ground. So talk to them, and maybe they'll reject it. But then maybe, Chad, a couple years later, you can see that same individual, and now he's good ground. Mm-hmm. Don't ever give up on him. Or maybe you can find him again a couple years later, and then he's good ground. Now he's, hey, I remember you were, you were telling me one time. Can we can we study? Who knows? You yeah. know, and yeah, you just don't know. That's why you don't ever give up on him. Well, Jesus didn't give up on anyone. I, I thank God he didn't give up on me. Yeah. And he could have. That's right. But this is why Christ is the elected one. Yeah. And this is why he, Jesus is so precious to us. And not just not just to the Father, but to us. You know, and, and I love how this passage here in First in Peter also uses the word believe in this passage. How many times I've heard people say, you know, read a passage, and then shut their Bible and say, well, I believe in Jesus, and then walk away and never study the Word again. Never go back to the Bible, because all I need to do is believe, and and they they walk away. Those are called hearers only. They hear the Word, but they're not doers of the Word. And so, but notice how the only two options in this passage, too, are believers and disobedient. Because if you truly believe, you are going to do what he asks you to do. You are going to be a doer. You know, just talking about Christ and, and knowing why he did what he did for us makes me want to go out and spread his the word of God to others. That's what drives me to, do, to be a doer of the word, mm-hmm. knowing what he's done for us. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, if you truly believe him, you're going to do what he asks you to do. And so, because the 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 flip side of it, you are going to believe that there is punishment for those who await, just like he said, who who don't do the work, mm-hmm. just hear the word and and walk away. Um, but this ties right in line with what James says in James two. Chad, do you want to read uh, 14 through 22 of James chapter 2? Absolutely. So if you only hear and do not do, it's just like having faith without works. 14 through 22, James chapter 2 says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are need, needed for the body, 
what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? Thank you. <clears throat> and we could really read all the way through verse 26, the, the end of that chapter, but this brings out just that, that great point. And notice in, in verse 15. <laughs> so let's say, for example, Chad, you're I'm naked and destitute of daily food. Yeah. And you come by and say, Peace be with you. You know, be warmed yeah. and be filled. I'm praying yeah. for you. Yeah, praying for you. Turn around and walk away. But do nothing you don't help for him. Yeah. How does that help me? Yeah. You know, and that's what faith without <laughs> works is. Yeah, I think you're like, a, you, so you got a flat tire, huh? Oh, man, that's terrible. Well, I hope you get it fixed. See you later. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you got like a truck full of tools and a jack and everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's exactly it, you know. And what does that profit? Mm-hmm. That's what faith without works is. It mm-hmm. doesn't profit you anything. And so... Well, and, and, <clears throat> and it's kind of like it's kind of like someone who's full of himself. Like, I get this, you know, everyone's like, you know, some people that I've come in contact with, I can weld. I'm a welder. Yeah, I can weld. And they just talk about how great a welder they are. Well, until you show me. All right. Give me some works here. I'm not going to believe a word you're saying, yeah. you know? And so... With our faith, you know, we can say we believe in Jesus. We can, you know, we can we can proclaim to be the most godly person in the world. But if we don't show it in our works, yeah, we're just that. We're just talk. We're all talk. Yeah, you know. So so it makes a lot of sense. You know the way he puts it together here. You you know you 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 gotta you gotta show it, prove it, prove it. That's you know? right. Prove it to me. Yeah. And that's what our works is. And then notice how he talks about Abraham. Yeah, he, that's a big that's one. That's what made him faithful. That's mm-hmm. what made him a man of faith was he was willing to offer up his son Isaac. And the thing is, if he <clears throat> he knew that if he did offer him as a sacrifice and kill him, that God was powerful enough to bring him back. Yeah. And you notice that in his language as he's, he's talking to the one... Uh, his servant boy that he was leaving with the, this I think it was his horse, or his donkey, and he says, "You stay here, the lad and I, Isaac and I will go up and worship, and we will return." Mm-hmm. Abraham already knew he was going up to sacrifice him. Mm-hmm. How can he say we will return? That was showing his faith in God. Yeah, I don't know how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. But I know he's coming back with me mm-hmm. because God has already promised that through him the seed is going to mm-hmm. you know increase, and so he's like, I don't know how, but mm-hmm. I'm willing to do it. And it was God that had to stable his hand. It wasn't like he's like questioning God, you know, like as he ties up Isaac and he's like, Are you sure, God? Are you sure? <laughs> no, it was like, All right, I'm I'm going to well, do it. He was he had every re- intent to sacrifice One thing that I always like to point out when we're talking about that is God had to hold his hand back. Yeah. He had the 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 knife in his hand and he was and God had to re- restrain his hand. Yeah. Cuz he was 
he was following through. Yeah. He was willing to do it. Yeah, and God had to restrain his hand, so that's that's where he was at. He wasn't like you're saying, Are you sure? Are you sure? No, he was following through with what God commanded him to do. Yeah. And so in order for us to be able to build our house on the rock, we have to hear the word and do it. We have to hear about Christ. We have to hear about the foundation, mm-hmm. you know, in order to build upon it. We have to know it. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh it's such a great analogy because like with the building, you can sit and look at the materials all day long. Right. But if you don't get up and start putting them together, there ain't nothing going to happen. Yeah. And and I also think of uh somebody who is going treasure hunting. Yeah. Like let's say you're you're going to go out and go out to Egypt and find one of the the lost Lost temples or lost tombs or Mm -hmm. something like that. But you don't have any material, and you you expect to actually find it, right? (laughs) Like, you're just going to go out and randomly dig in a spot. That's not going to happen, you know? Just like we can't find the foundation. We can't find the rock unless we study it. Mm -hmm. And we have to know where it is. We have to, like the saying, you know, what would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. You can't ask that question if you don't know what Jesus is going to do. You know, if you don't know who Jesus is, you can't ask that question. So you have to, you have to hear the word. You have to hear it, read it, study it, examine it. Yeah. But then also do it. Well, and I love how he puts these examples to us. Yeah. They're analogies. They're 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 examples that we can understand. You know, because he says, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, "Depart in peace," you know, we can understand that. Yeah. No, that doesn't work that way. That's you know? right. He uses examples to teach us in a way where we can understand and relate yeah. to it. Even today, that makes perfect sense to us. Yeah. You know, because we can see that happening today. That's not how you're going to help someone. Can you, Chad, can you imagine <laughs> if, uh, like, I'm sitting there destitute of daily food, yeah. and you're like, I'm going to pray for you, and you pray to God that somebody, <laughs> God, please send somebody to help him. God's like... I'm sending you. Like, what well, are you and, doing? Then, and then you can move on from example to example to example. That's right. Because look at the Good Samaritan. Very good parable. Point. Yeah. You know the two people that should have been that person to help the 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 guy who was robbed in 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 dire straits didn't. They just passed by the other side. Yeah. Don't be that person. And they were God's chosen people. That's right. They were God's chosen people. And the Samaritan, the lowly Samaritan. Yeah, who was who was considered uh, unclean? Yeah, unclean. That's right. He's the one who helped, right? Yeah, but he was the only one out of those three that actually worked. Yep, that showed his works in what he did. He even paid. He says, "Here's some money for the next few days to the innkeeper. Take care of him. I'll be back. If there's more to pay, I'll pay it." He even he even promised to pay ahead, pay forward. That's right. You know, and so he definitely showed his works. But the other two, the priest and the, uh, was it? It was a, a Levite and a priest. Levite and a priest, that's right. Yeah. Levite and the priest. Those two who should have been the ones who showed the work. So don't be the Levite and the priest is what we're saying. That's right. You got to work. You got to do something. You can't just um, bid them. What does he say? Uh, uh, depart in peace. Yeah. <laughs> Be warmed and be filled. <laughs> no, you can't do that. You yeah. got to do something. We can't. We can't sit here and expect some miraculous thing to happen to him. Well, and and that's why we say this is simple. We can understand this, guys. Yeah, it's not hard. You know, that's right. God put it 
two together for us in his word in a way that we can understand it. And yeah. you guys, you know, I love um, analogies. I am always, because it makes sense to me. I love to relate it to things that I understand that I've experienced, you know? And that's exactly how they all taught because they could, they would experience that. They've experienced these things and they can, you can understand it. That's right. As a fab creator, we're talking about fabricating things. Yeah. You know, the foundation, it's, it makes perfect sense to me. This is why the Word of God never needs a change. It, it applies to our life just the way that it applied to theirs in that time. Mm-hmm. It does. And it's amazing. That's what makes it so pure and perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it doesn't need to change as mm-hmm. we started out. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what's beautiful about it. So we must... <laughs> we just tweet it. Yeah. And and put it on Facebook now. Yeah, that's right. And so... um, Probably silence yourself. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, just like you need to get that. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. So just like, just like Abraham, he was willing to do whatever the Lord asked him to do. Mm-hmm. We need to be willing to do the same. We need to be willing to do whatever the Lord is asking us to do mm-hmm. in the Word of God. And so, just like as we see in in Mark sixteen fifteen and sixteen. Oh yeah, this is what He's asking us to do. As Jesus, who is the only solid rock. After he arose from the grave. Now understand, when Christ arose from the grave, this was the the ultimate proof that the Father sent him. Because, you know, even if he was the, the greatest magician anyone has ever seen, when the magician dies, his tricks die with him, right? Christ was not a magician. He, he was of God. And this is the ultimate proof because... After he died, it was the Father that rose him from the grave. Mm-hmm. It was the Father saying, you are my Son in whom I'm well pleased. And so it was the it was the Father fulfilling that, that scripture. It was the Father. It wasn't Christ. It was the Father. And so as, as he arose from the grave, he's sitting here talking to his apostles. And this is where we get, you know, and this is where we are in Mark 16. 15 and 16, this is after Christ arose from the grave before he ascends to the Heavenly Father on high. And he tells them, starting in verse 15 of Mark 16, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Now, as we know that this... uh, this is Christ talking to his apostles, and he's telling his apostles to do this. But then through the, through the teachings of the apostles, we understand and recognize that this is also what we are commanded to do as well. And so, and again, you know, I hit upon how he uses the word belief in First Peter. Notice how he uses the word belief here, mm-hmm. you know. Which also ties right back to James 2, what we just talked about. Faith without works is dead. If you believe, you're going to do it, right? And so, if you truly believe, then you are going to do what he's asking you to do. And here he's asking us and telling us to be baptized. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And and notice how the next line says, if you don't believe, then you're condemned. Because if you don't believe, it doesn't matter if you get baptized or not. You know, when you look later on at the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, towards the end of the, 
uh, chapter 2 and verse 47, we recognize that it is the Lord that adds us to his church. Mm -hmm. Christ is the one that adds us. So if you don't believe in him, he's not going to add you, and it doesn't matter what you do. So that's why he doesn't say he who does not believe and is not baptized. Because if you don't believe in him, well, then you've missed a step in his plan of salvation for you. You gotta believe in him. You know, you which you can't believe without hearing him, mm. right? You can't believe without hearing about him, hearing what he's done, believing in it. And so that's why if you don't believe, you'll be condemned. Mm. Because then you're just getting baptized in vain. Well at and, that point. And you gotta have faith too. That's right. You know, you, you have to have faith that um you know, and that's why it's so important about all these things that we talk about. That's why I brought up the prophecy thing. Yeah. It was prophesied in Isaiah 700 years ago, and th and that's how we can put our faith in it. Yeah. That you have to have faith in it first to believe it. That's right. And once you do that, um, you know, then you just follow it. Yeah. And and that, that's right. You, you follow it. He yeah. says to be baptized. So, you know. It's it's kind of like fo it, following the instruction manual. Yeah, and and it's doing the steps that he's asking you to do. Mm -hmm. You know, just like Naaman, when he was, you know, in Second Kings five, he didn't want to dip seven times in the yeah. Jordan. Yeah. But when he submitted to mm -hmm. the will of God, mm -hmm. guess what happened? He was cured. Yeah. Just like for us. You think he learned anything from that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do what God says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, That's it's, right. It's such a great thing. How many times had the, the rulers, the wicked rulers or whatever, come to the realization that God was in charge? Yeah. You know? uh, Look at Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Oh, man. Yeah. He yeah. learned the hard way because his heart was hardened. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, there's so many. I think of Daniel, you know, Daniel and the lions, then, you know, the king. That's right. There come to the realization that Daniel's God was pretty powerful. Was the only true God. Yeah, only true God. And and so, you know, we look at examples like that that are given to us, and that's what builds our faith that makes us realize that, hey, we better pay attention here. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The, what we read about in the Old Testament aren't just stories. They're not just like fairy tales. These are things that actually happen. Yeah. And can you can you imagine being there in that time and witnessing something like that? Mm -hmm. How else? Only God could do that. And if it's not true, what are we doing here? You know? That's we right. We just all go home, you know? And, yeah. And, and, and go that, fishing on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and so, man, why are we doing this? Well, it's because we're told to, and, and you can put your faith in it. That's right. Yeah. It's it's very clear when you start looking into the scriptures and yeah, and a part of, of being a doer, another part is you must confess Jesus yeah. as the Son of God. You know, look at at Matthew sixteen fifteen through eighteen, and and I want to draw this out. How much time do we have, Chad? Uh, like two, two minutes. minutes. Oh boy. Okay. So notice what what Christ is saying here. So he's asking his apostles, who do people say that I am? And mm -hmm. they said, well, you know, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah. And then Christ turns his attention to his apostles. And, and starting in verse 15 of Matthew 16, he says, and he says to them, but who do you say that I am? Mm -hmm. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. 
Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So notice how Jesus is saying, upon this rock, in, in verse 18. Mm-hmm. The rock he is talking about is that great confession that Peter just made. Yeah, it's the cornerstone. That is the cornerstone. We need to build our faith upon the confession. And, you know, Chad, we just talked about all ha- what Christ did, you know, yeah. and being being humiliated mm-hmm. and spit upon. He did that in public. Yeah. He did that open. You know, he, mm-hmm. he wasn't being able to behind closed doors and being suffered. Mm-hmm. No, he did it in front of everyone for you. Mm-hmm. The least you can do is confess him. You know, and and so that's that confession. That's the rock that he built his his foundation and, on. And it's not an impossible thing. He didn't ask us to do something that we can't. That's right. He 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 asked us to do something that we can do. Yeah, it's not that hard. And if he was asking. For us, uh, uh, something impossible, he would have said, live perfectly. Yeah, exactly. That's why he had to come down, because he knew we couldn't. And again, that that draws right back to his love for us. Mm-hmm. You know, he could have just said, well, you guys are worthless. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys you guys can't live perfectly? Come on. Yeah. You know, but he, he be didn't like, have that attitude. He'd be like that person uh, that, we, that we see naked and say, hey, good luck. Yeah. I'm praying for you. <laughs> I'm praying for you. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And so, you know, it, it is so important for us to talk about, or another thing that is so important for us to notice, the, the last thing I want to point out, if he, he says, I, no, he says, I will build my church. Yeah. Notice it's not many. My church is. It is singular. There is only one. And that is why Christ is the only foundation. Christ is the only foundation, and His Word is the only way to Him. And that is why we need to be so careful with Him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great place to stop, actually. Actually, could I read Ephesians 2? Yes, of 19 course. 19 through 22. <laughs> no, I'm going to get mad because you're reading the Bible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I absolutely. think this is a good verse to, to close on. So Ephesians 2, um, 19 through 22 says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Amen. Pretty much can't say it any better than that. Nope. It's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And the only way that we can be perfectly fitted together mm-hmm. is if we all study the one foundation. Yeah. His yeah. word. And not add to it or take away from it. Yeah. Follow the plan. Follow the procedure. Yep. Don't 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 vary from it. That's don't right. Don't add to or take away. Okay. Awesome. That's, Thank you, guys. <laughs> that's a great study. Y'all, we could just keep going on and on and on. I guess we have to have a stopping point at some point. Yeah, we only got like halfway through it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want the full version, come and worship with that's us. That's right. Right? Uh, so, anyways, great study. Uh, thanks for listening. We're looking forward to another study next week. And so, we'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone.